Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Josh. Once again, Happy New Year, and you are tuning in to the podcast, Just to Care for Gary. Today, I'm excited about this guest. Uh, it's been one in the making. We've been chatting back and forth, trying to get it organized, but we finally got it. I, I did catch my man in, in the midst of moving, so, you know, saying he's out and about right now, so we, don't, we might catch a little background noise, but it's all going to be good because the gems and the knowledge and the conversation is going to be on point. Today, I am here with my man's Miguel. Uh, ran across him basically by having a conversation through a third party on an app and it ended up being such a dynamic conversation because then I realized my man was from the same city I was. And uh, my man, shout out to Rico. He was like, man, y'all got to connect. Yeah. And I was like, say less. Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash IN. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash IN. Say less, so man, help me, my guest, welcome. Miguel, how you doing, my brother? Man, thank you, bro. I'm good, man. I'm blessed, bro. Peace, peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Before we get into it, man, I would like everybody just to let you guys know uh, to to follow, subscribe, you know, to the uh, channel. Um, I'm gonna be continue to drop gems and continue to bring people like this on. But as we as they as they do that, Miguel, why don't you go ahead and give the audience a quick bio for you? Who are you, man? I'm African American male from Gary, Indiana, two one nine. Just a kid, exactly. yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, just a kid from Gary. I'm in the I'm in the back. I'm in the east side, all the way at the end. Marshalltown. Oh, wow. Marshalltown. Yeah. Marshalltown. Okay. <laughs> um, typical story. Growing up in the inner city, you know, my mom passed when I was two. Mm-hmm. I was raised by her parents in Marshalltown, the same house she grew up in. A uh, dad from that same neighborhood. Okay. So it's a family affair, generations on top of generations. Yes, sir. I did the whole. Um, Bethune, Drew, Pulaski, Roosevelt, Jackson, obviously. So okay. that's what I read for. Um, pretty much my identity, I grew up in the church, man. They took okay. the church God of Christ in East Chicago, Indiana. And, um, okay. My way out of there sometimes on Sundays was playing bitty. That was like my introduction. Playing, playing basketball. Late bloomer, like far as my grandmother letting us out the house because she didn't want to like let her daughter that she lost kids just go anywhere. Okay. So she was overprotective with that, but it was, I mean, it definitely made a difference. Sure. So, worked to play sports, man, all through high school at Roosevelt, football, basketball, started playing football like a sophomore year and had a chance to go to Western Michigan to play football. So, played football out of Western Michigan and just got to the point where I just saw what sports was doing, man, and that's my yeah. background as far as like how I Looked at sports and saw the value of academics, man. Like people were getting lost in traffic by like NFL or NBA aspirations, but not having the paperwork. Sure. So that's before the one and done demonstration, because I get why that works right. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That hey, so so real quick, I want to go back to something you said. So um, growing up in the city, you was raised by your grandparents or your grandmother, I should say. Yeah, well, both, both. Oh, so they're okay. Yep. So both your grandparents and you said something that was interesting that she basically didn't let you out the crib because 
of that that fear. You caught that. You caught yeah, that. Huh? Man, that that's huge, man. Because that that was a lot of. I mean, my my mom was even big on that. She was a single parent mom, and she didn't let me out of the crib. How how was that, man? Because and, and and I remember reading about you, and you said that you you grew up during the the the, the era of Gary was the, the the national capital, the city capital. Man, yo. So like, man, how was like, all of that? Because you you know you see the remnants. Like me and Freddie about to say, I'm let this beer fool you, and I ain't got a cut for this black hair. <laughs> Thirty six. Yeah. So you growing up, you think oh, you got the salt cool. and pepper at 36. 36, man. Man, that's crazy. Right, Most people ahead. say it's wisdom, but it's my it's my trademark, not sure. But um, when we speak about it like that, man, you gotta understand every high school was open, so it might not have been like five thousand, but it's three thousand. Yeah. Every project open. This one, like Roosevelt, got rails. Dora Miller got bricks in the front, and the difference is like. If your parents, I would say this, this is what I vividly remember. If your parents care for you on that bus stop in your neighborhood, they was yeah. at the front door greeting you. That's true. Like coming on in. And then our routine was come in the house, knock, get some food, get your homework done, which ended up working it out on the floor. Yeah. And then by the time the night hit, especially like how it get night around 4.35 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, it was... You can see it was like Fourth of July. You can see the you can see the shots throughout the city. You can hear them in Glen Park wow. and Marshall Town. Wow! Like you will wake up and see like bodies, remnants of shell casings, a lot yeah. of drug exchanges. Like you had, you saw the National Guard coming down Broadway with tanks. Yeah, it was like yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight. And that was like we saw things. I remember seeing bodies in the, in the cut between Dora Miller and Marshall Town. Like yep. It ain't normal going to middle school. Like, that, and that wasn't normal. Like that, and you're the fir- like you're the first person I had on this podcast that's willing to admit that, because I talked about it. Like I remember, see, I I I was a baby when it was this was happening, but I remember it. I remember because I lived on the west side, and I remember mm. two two specific things. One, always ducking. Like we could be watching TV, getting prepared for dinner or whatever. The gu- gunshots go off get on the ground. That was that was yeah. instantly, right? And then two, it was the white sheets over the bodies going home. It was always... And you see, like, I grew up in front of a basketball court in front mm-hmm. of Marshalltown, the Cup. So you're mm-hmm. seeing, like, like fiends walking across, like, naked, oh, yeah. Wrong, oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. cars burnt up and they just stole them from the night before. So I'm looking at how I raised my daughter in, like, Orland Park or in Chicago, you know, but mm-hmm. it's totally night and day. But it's Completely. so driven in how I think and how I approach things to today. It's kind of like it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was to me. It was beautiful to to grow up in that environment, especially if you made it out, because um, you had you have such a strong appreciation for life. You have a strong appreciation for even sometimes the grind that you had to go through, because it was keeping your head low. You know, what I'm saying knowing how to move in those spaces, and then being able to say, "I propelled," so that you know, what I'm saying I'm able to live. So I guarantee you, you probably have friends that but didn't make it. Think it, think it is though. What's up? The flip side of the coin. It sets you up when I say the curse side, right? Because you're taught yeah. to survive, not how to thrive. So you can end up being in a nice environment and still have your gloves on, still yeah. on the defense, because yeah. you've been you you're so used to using that to like survive in your environment yeah. that yeah. you don't know when to turn it on and turn it off. Turn it off. Yep. Yep. And I realized that once I left, I went to a PWI 
and I still had that exterior on me, and I didn't know it. Like for a long time, I was carrying not speaking it. to people right in the cab. You just like what? <laughs> me I know I had the, the whole college experience. You playing? I'm playing sports, so double down. Yes, sir. So yes, now sir. it's like you missed the conversations in college. The whole the whole demonstration about college is a conversation that leads to opportunities, especially if you go to a PWI. Yep, it's all about talk. networking. All about networking. So what was your college like experience? Because you was playing ball. Man, going to Western Michigan to Western Kalamazoo, an hour and a half away from like never knew it was that close to Mac school. Okay. Um every it's crazy when it's it's kind of small. We had all the black frats. You know, we had a strong Detroit pool up in that mug. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely, man, being the halfway point between Detroit and Chicago. But I was at times, I remember my first roommate. Cause they didn't let athletes, especially football players, stay in the same spot. So wow. my roommate was a regular. Oh yeah, that was like the Miami University rule. Wow. They had let all the football players stay in one dorm, uh-huh. and it was like schoolhouse rock in the building. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that nowhere. That's the NCAA. You can't even. It ain't even exactly. allowed. Yeah. So I had a roommate that was from Galesburg, Augusta, Michigan. I mean, kids drink milk with every dinner. I'm like. You know, yeah, who's a country, kid? That's a country boy. <laughs> yeah, man. He was, I, this was a, a regular student, Stephen Walters, and we was we had like the what you call it, the lofts up on the ceiling, the little joints from field. Okay. We had them style in the dorm, sharing, okay. sharing the Jack, Jack and Jill bathroom with the other two roommates that were also white guys, right? Okay. And I'm from Marshtown, <laughs> so. That was like just seeing like West Captain Morgan, like why the windows up, like just different. But it opened me up because I always say, um, I live by this theory. Every seven years, your consciousness change. Every 11 years, your intelligence level change. And every 18 years, your lifestyle change. And for the most part, everything's well, built on well, your you environment. Might to, you might have to oh, run that back for me, big dog. What was that again? So every seven years, oh, say that every, se- every seven years, your consciousness change. Okay. Every 11 years, your intelligence level change. Okay. And every 18 years, you have a lifestyle change. So oh, wow. just do a quick run through your life and think about okay. the environment, your family, traditions, neighborhood, how it affects 7, 14, 21. But think about this. It's not based on you until 21 if you go to the military, college, because now you're looking mm. at the outside world injected. That's true. So, that's then true. we look at if you make conscious decisions every day in that seven year time frame, every 11 years, you'll be in different intelligent levels. Absolutely. And every 18 years, think about prom. And I'm 36 now. So I'm mm-hmm. at that. I've seen it twice. I'm not yep. fooled by the same Jordan. It's a lifestyle change based on the decisions that you make. So that's the real maintenance check for life. You really haven't started living. So when I talk about that 21 at college space, you learning new things at the PWI. You, you know, it's not to say everything was right and good. Obviously, something was wrong. True. So now you're taking a little bit from them and you're bringing it back home. And people might say you changed, but you just expanded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rapping with my the love. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Y'all say, what's up? <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> this is Taylor. This is who, this who's got the brand. This is the whole reason behind Babies and Bibs. Oh really? Okay, bad. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get yeah. into that because that's 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 gonna be a big conversation. That's um, a cameo, you know, she gonna have I gonna know that face. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um 
you know, it's really important that we set our children up for the best, right? It, it's, 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 how did you, how did your parents set you up? Like, what, what was it was it something you learned? You know, what like what was the most important thing you learned that you could say that you know you're using it now? Well, growing up in Marshtown, we have a lot of resources. But one thing that my um, grandmother did was every summer she would make sure we was out of town. So we would stay with our aunts and uncles who had moved to the birds and like yep. outside of Arizona and Minneapolis. And we would be the only blacks in the neighborhood. So it would be like, I had different friends. I felt like yeah. coming to Gary was like, yeah, I go to school there, but I can't wait for the summer to head back out there. So I think yep. that prepped us, especially going to church. So I'm a, I got strong faith. I manifest things. I got to be careful what I say because it, it's gonna happen. Okay. Okay. I watching my grandmother pray, watching her like it'd be. We won't have money, you know, sometimes for lunch, but it's some we we never had one without. Like the neighbors call somebody. So <laughs> I just saw her like, man, like prayer warrior, like get it done. Yeah. So uh, I think that's what me, my brothers, like that's what we really lay on the fact that. That's what we saw, what they could prepare us with, with what they had, right? Yeah. And she just made some, my grandmother made decisions that still affect me to this day. Um, mm. Like life decisions she made that we encountered. And it just blessed me to have like missing family members that weren't there for me as I raised my daughter. She was able to make some decisions that allowed relationships to still be like last. And okay. it allowed my daughter to have different family members that I don't have any like cars, her mom or like my grandmother to offer or except her mom's mom. Right, right, right. And I am I'm, I guarantee you that I mean it's been paying off. You know what I'm saying? Oh Just, man. Yeah, like Tremendously. You, can't, you can't run you can't run away from those things, man. I think about something something that my grandmother would say, it still sticks me sticks with me to this day. And you had mentioned like uh your grandmother make sure you was out of the city for a summer. Um, sometimes I would leave. So my grandmother had a farm. And so I, I grew up with my mom. So sometimes I would just go and help my grandmother at her farm. Mm-hmm. And after my grandmother passed away, she ended up giving that farm to us. So it, it was kind of like this, this weird transition from Gary to the country life. But I was, I was kind of comfortable with doing it just because of that transition. And it, and it helped. And it was a lot of like uh, things she taught me. I didn't realize that the, the farm lifestyle had so many like keys to life, you know, how animals yeah. interact, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was good to get us out of that environment. And I think that's, that's really important. And um, growing yeah. up in the church too was great because I just knew to be accountable, right? I knew somebody yeah. was always watching me, whether it was family, always. I just knew they were watching me. So I just couldn't, I just couldn't do certain things that other people could do. I just yeah. felt like I might get away from my grandma, but what about the saint see me at the gas station? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you've always felt, and I don't know if it was just like they terrorized us with that, but it was like, like they, they were like, God is watching you. And then, <laughs> then it was always like everybody else is watching you. And it's like, man, like you don't want to do nothing wrong. Yeah, you know, you wanted everybody to know you at the church, but then it's like, low key, you wish nobody knew you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So moving on, man. Um, you know, what What are some challenges that you, you could say that you've seen growing up? Like, what were some of the biggest challenges for you? Um, it's funny, like, always feeling like, you know, you and Gary, you're in Northwest Indiana. So we like the thorn in the side of the state of Indiana. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So always thinking you were second place, you know, to the region when it came in sports or academics. Just you felt that energy and like people looking down upon you. So like yep. having to prove yourself and your work. So I saw it a lot through sports, obviously. Um, that was a big, big challenge for me. Um, I, I encountered a challenge even with like when I was at Bowman as a coach, going through that whole episode of firing when people really didn't understand my intent and the papers had the last say. Mm-hmm. So that was a challenge just because it was like, this is what, like, if you really knew the whole gist of it, like, I'm really, really fighting the fight, the good fight, but yeah. you couldn't say anything. So it was just, that was a challenge for me, like, rebranding myself, restructuring myself, like, you know, making sure, like, it was just weird. Like, I had never been fired from a job anywhere in my life, and you come home, and, like, knowing we don't have the proper structures to, yeah. like, have your name smeared in the papers. It was just crazy. Right. right. That was definitely a a challenge for me, um, challenge to be a father, you know, like that's new. Yeah. You know, trying to make sure you're doing it the right way, the things that you didn't have, you know, you might think you got to have difficult conversations with your parents to see what happened around the time you were at that age. Yeah. Or just being a husband, you know what I mean? Like that's a challenge in itself. Yeah. Like we go through difficulties, you know, storms, but just tougher all the way around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about um, the challenge of being a husband just quite yet, but I'm pretty sure, man, it it has its own. You know? uh, <laughs> it has its own. I'm not gonna yeah, even. You uh, make good. It make beautiful kids from like two opposite ends of the spectrum, but yeah, it's a challenge, man, because you got your way of life that you like. I said we talked about survival mode yeah. versus one wife from the suburbs. You're talking about like she ain't go through that, and it, she don't have to like necessarily understand, and it. it's hard to like. You could talk about that story all day long, but yep. it's the feelings, the emotions behind, like being terrified, keeping yep. your head on the swivel, like yep. making you something. I got to get you for you get me. Yep. Like, that and type that's a of crazy mindset, man. That's crazy, a crazy, right? Mindset to have. Like, I got to get you. I just met you, but I got to get you for you get me. Yeah, think about living like that, man. That's just it. It was something wrong with that, man. It's, yeah, it wasn't, definitely, yeah, it wasn't, like, yeah, it wasn't, that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool at no point, yeah. man. Yeah. I think in Chicago faces that a lot times 10 now. because there's people on now. top of each other. Yeah. And you got this dude here, you got somebody to your left, to your right, up, down, and then it's already the same mentality. Like, yep. we barely got, we just getting to the point where we speak to each other in public versus just mugging each other. Exactly. And sometimes you can't even do that. Like, I, I was just in the city, man. And honestly, I thought I was like, yeah, I was thought I was just, I thought, you know, I got the sign, like, you know, so you think your brother cool, like, cool. Wouldn't even know that. I had, you just, hey, get your stuff, get your stuff together and get out of there because you already know, bro. It could turn left really fast. But that's yeah, the like, energy, though. Because just remember, being cordial. My, I remember my barber, he was telling me, he was like, man, when I was young, he was like, Josh, you got to know how to move in the city. He said, honestly, you can't be too sweet. You can't be smiling. You can't be saying what's up. Even though you're a nice person, you just can't do those certain things. Because, like, the person is thinking in their head, is this person going to get over me? And I got to think about if I, I'm going to get over them before they get over me. And, and look, he the third party in the cut. Yeah. Oh, he's he, he soft. He's weak. Watching the whole entire thing, you think, bro, yeah, bro, you talking, man. You talking. Yeah, man. But look, talking. only reason I got them eyes because I didn't have to live with it or have to live through it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. But it's sometimes I be talking to my wife about she she can't she don't understand that because she ain't come through that. A lot of them don't. A lot of people don't. 
because that's a, it's just a different way yeah, of life. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't, and I think about my daughter. I don't want my daughter having to be on the silver no. like that all the time. No, like, it's uncomfortable. I, now, now I won't take away the instinct. The instinct is that's great true. to have because you yeah. can use that in the workplace, but you can use the that action in business. is the problem. Yep. Like the instinct is great. Yep. But the action is when you're using it on, you know, that's that's the that's the thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, that's man, that's that that I I can't stress enough about how difficult that was and how now it's better. You know, like there's still there's still like don't get me wrong in the city, like there's still that 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 issue. But like for example, I was just talking to a young bull, he's sixteen years old. I almost call him like a little mentee. And I'm realizing like there's like this is a different energy because when I was a young bull, like when I was around his age, I I wouldn't been that like friendly to hit up somebody and connect with them and try to network with them based off what I was saying. I would be on some like dog like why I'm not doing that. You know some some jealousy type stuff. So the energy has changed in the city, bro. Like real yeah. talk, the energy has well, changed. Well, I think it's I, I just think it's the youth. They they kind of more in the like let's play let's be on the same basketball team. See it in the NBA now. Yeah, like it's more yeah, of a like yeah, let's yeah, work yeah. together versus like let's because it's an information overload and see that it's so much. It's, it used to make us think it was only a little small window of us can get through. Because yep. we weren't connected like we are now. We can look on technology and see like, it's a dude over here getting it, he getting it, he getting it in my neighborhood. But you can't really, you know, the, the blinds are open now. And it's crazy. And it's about the same powers that be. So I like I like the <laughs> shift in the world, you know what I mean? It's yeah. funny yeah. watching the yeah. world turn. Like my grandmother, if she was alive, she'd be like, what? She could, she probably couldn't believe all this. Really? I mean, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like you know they had to grow up and coming up from the south, so I don't really think they had like they just pretty much was happy with what they had, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the small rewards, you don't really know like the world. Obviously, we probably would have that would have been a top for us too. True. The world obviously different, but I just know like like probably the hope of having a black president or even a black female vice president.
I don't need a company. You don't need a you don't need a business. You don't need a physical place. Now now you don't now you can go network however you want. You can move around and you don't have to worry about turning on the lights or the water heater going out or somebody breaking into your store. You have never been in it, but I can still make the same big type of money as a company in Chicago. Yep. And that's the so game. That, the game is shifting, and they're not even really accounting for the youth. Like they're not really, they're not even that's counting the That's true. And that's and that's the scary part. I remember when we were having our conversation, we were asking ourselves like, why weren't the, why wasn't the city producing or talking about entrepreneurs, talking about innovators? Like, why aren't they birthing it? But I think that what it is 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 guys like us that are actually doing it, and then talking with people that we know you know, starting up that narrative. And I think that behind the scenes is hap- it's actually happening. What you it's think? happening. It's happening. It's happening. We yeah. think about it. Gary right now got a top NFL player starting safety. Actually got more than one NFL player. That's true. They do. They do. I, I, I talked to both of them, actually. We yeah. got more than one NBA player, too. That's true. That's true. All right. We got three father-son relationships. Glenn... His son, Winston Darius, Devontae, his dad. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. think about that. Like that's huge for one area. Um you got one you got a Grammy nominated rapper. That's true. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. So no matter where you go, you're talking about hip hop. Gary, if you say Gary, it ain't gonna be no more. Are you for what Michael Jackson bro? That's it. <laughs> Hate that, bro. I'm like, I never saw him. See, that's the and that's the crazy thing, man. People think like, oh, like he, like we got so much love off that, we didn't get nothing off that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talk about it. Oh, that's that's where Michael Jackson. That's the city. But I had a snowball fight coming out the high school one day in his front yard. But that's about it. Do, 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 were you around when he had came to Gary? Man, well, technically, yeah, but I don't remember. Like, yeah, it it wasn't because here's the thing. He had came to Gary, and they had, like, I went to Westside. I think he performed there. I I, I don't even think. I know he performed there because I went there as a kid. Like, they gathered, like, a bunch of But you of know, in Gary, we going to count a moonwalk as a performance, even though he may not even sing one song. That's true. And he did not sing. He That's did not same. sing. They played his song. I think he danced. He moonwalked. And like, all the kids was like, ah! And that was it. Moonwalk <laughs> right up out of there. That, that was it. And the crazy thing is, he moved so fast out of the city, my aunt was like, Michael Jackson did come, and I was like, like, I'm pretty sure they did not impersonate Michael Jackson in front of a school yeah. full of kids. They gave him a letterman coat and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he and they had mass security and everything. I remember that, but yeah, like he he people really don't know, man. People know Gary. Like I give you a prime example: Dick Barnett, only Jersey retired at Tennessee State University, right? Uh-huh. Rob Covington played uh, a couple other NBA players. Dick Barnett, Jersey retired with the Knicks too. He played in the first state championship game with Oscar Robinson, the first two black high schools, 1955, Crispus Alex versus Gary Roosevelt, first two black schools in the state final. And he'd go on to go to Tennessee State, which Tennessee State had Coach McClendon, who learned basketball from Naismith. Mm-hmm. So Naismith taught this black coach who goes on to teach Coach Heflin. He teach Dick Barnett. Wow. He teach John Thompson. Wow. Like all these greats, and they yeah. go out and they teach in these predominantly black epic centers. Right. Come on, man. That's why I coach Thomas and wishing him well, which is like a father figure to me. He yeah. like, man, you four degrees away from the 
the inventor, uh, you got four degrees away from the inventor of basketball. You know, you know your game, you know the game. Like, it's for <laughs> real, man. So, yeah, yeah. History, Gary everywhere, man. Rather, a lot of luck suburbs been born because of Gary, Merrillville's, the Hoberts. But Gary, you like, yeah, people know it, bro. Like, we just got to get out. Like, my college professor said it best. Kids go to Western Michigan, but when they get on Lakeshore Drive and they jogging along the beach, they don't wear their paraphernalia. But you see the Michigan hoodie. You see the Wisconsin, the Michigan State. So we just got to speak up, man. We everywhere. I'll be seeing people like in the strangest places. I'll be in L.A. I've been in Dominican Republic. And it's a Gary dude in line. Like, come on, man. We're not that big of a city. It's everywhere. It's crazy. It's everywhere. I was in Atlanta. I was talking about it. Somebody turned around. I'm from Gary. What? Had a conversation. I think it was in a restaurant. Had a conversation like that. Like, it's, it's sparky. And I, I was in, when I was in Houston, I didn't realize it was, I had put like, I think I was doing a podcast and I had tagged the person. And as people started hitting me, I'm like, you in, you in Houston? I'm from Gary. I'm from Gary. Like, shout out to Gary. Like, what you got going on? So it's like, like, I think it, it really is, is, it's changing the narrative, doing some dope and cool things. And then putting it on the map so people can see. So they're like, oh, okay, this city, people are doing things. This city is about it. And, it, and we are. We just got to be out there exposing ourselves, which gets me to this. I need to know, why did you become an entrepreneur? And, 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 and why did you start Babies and Beards? Man, we, we kind of talked about it. So I lost a job at Bowman. And okay. I ain't going to lie, I hit a depression mode because I was embarrassed to be in the papers. I'm not going to sit here and flex so if I knew I was going to feel that way, I would put myself in that situation. Okay, but like, can, you go, can you go back over that situation so we make sure we Yeah, so right basically, it was a um, kid that they say pretty much had an eligibility issue, but it ended up being a big, another slew of issues that should have been taken care of or whatnot. So okay. Without going into too much in depth, you know, pretty much stuff wasn't handled that should have been. That was it, you know what I mean? So I got yeah. walked out. Um, we lost the eligibility. This is all public stuff. We lost the eligibility. At that point, I wasn't able to really tell like the depths of the details. So I just was advised by people that played in the NBA and dealt with the media. It was like, just man, leave it alone. Okay. So it was eat me up on in the inside, and then I just stayed. I just stayed in the house. Took some odd jobs because I wasn't only a basketball coach. I was a teacher. Okay. Uh, I was the AD. So I was juggling a and lot of hats. You kind of lost a lot during that time period, too. Yeah, lost pretty much everything with a newborn yeah. the same week. I, my daughter was born like four days. Like, so I came a, back. A bittersweet moment. I came back to coach that night. I, had, I finally like had the courage to leave the hospital and that I ran into that. So it was crazy. Yeah. But um, anyway, long story short, it's a blessing in disguise because I, I live by a theory. In order for you to get something, the universe got to move something out of the way. That's true. You're not going to just accord all these things. So um, I ended up coming outside finally. Um, a couple of days around the holiday, my cousin took a picture of me and my brothers on the couch with our daughters. She was like, who y'all, babies in beards? And like, I heard, yeah, exactly. How your face went, that's how I went. Uh, that <laughs> that would have made me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that's... I like rhythms. I like Jay Z. I like. I catched up. I catched yeah. up a lot of times. Just, yeah, yeah. Double I yeah. I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that. So I had this guy from Gary named Trey Terrence Campbell from Trey Club Designs. Okay. Um, shout out to him. He, he yeah, designed Terrence the logo. Campbell. Terrence Campbell. That name sounds familiar, man. 
Man, went to Ball sense. State, went to graphic design, definitely doing his mother is his mother used to be the principal at Bowman before I took the job, Miss Pickens. See, I went to Ball State, so that's interesting. So um, what, what, how, how old are you though? I'm twenty-eight. He's about my age, so a little Okay. Older. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But some I mean it's a definitely a common name, right? Mm -hmm. But um he came with some building blocks. You know, the, the kid playing blocks. He spelled out babies and kids, and he was like, you could do something else. So he started giving me silhouettes of beards, and when I got the silhouette, finally, mm -hmm. I the second attempt, I'm like, oh, that's it. And then I did, I kept it real little and made it my Instagram. The only thing I did was made it my Instagram profile, right? Okay. So when I made it my Instagram profile, nobody could see that the, the eye in babies was like, I got it all down here. So the eye is a body. Okay. Nobody oh, so really knew yeah. Oh wow. Because <laughs> it was so it was it was so small. So uh -huh. people started like saying like you know you should you should like get the thing and be, make it bigger and whatnot. But I had a whole bunch of pictures of the boys working out and I ain't want to lose that. But I wanted to like get away from it. So um, I basically started posting pictures in black and white. I just dad. That's how I started on my Instagram. Okay. Black and white okay. pictures, and they I think that's the purest form of black and white art. And I started like being in being in circles around athletes. I would see them at the gym, and I'm like, "Yo, you got a kid? I ain't even know." And then it clicked hmm. again. I had another light bulb moment. When I was like, "You mind if I get a picture?" Which sounded strange. Or I just they was, they started seeing the movement and they started sending me photos. Okay. So I'll never forget the one I got from Stephen Jackson and Katino Mobley. I'm like, "Oh, this okay. is real." Okay. I didn't reach them, and they sending okay. me the personal joints. Okay. So, <laughs> I started saying that that was a wave. I rolled that wave for a minute, but I wanted it to be more than that. It was kind of like the Humans of New York page at that time. Okay. So a couple, like a thousand followers, real light. So then I was just like, man, I got to do more. So I started looking at, expand, opening the logo, showing people the logo, and people started asking questions about the logo. Uh -huh. So I ended up getting, um, taking my daughter to the All-Star game. She was getting in rooms, so she was just running wild. And it, like they were letting me in, so I chase behind, and they'd be like, "Hey!" And now I'm in the room. So when it clicked, I was like shaking hands, meeting people post COVID, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this this something powerful here, babies and beards. Like I started seeing like different things about it, that, like doing all star break, and I got the I got it on my right wrist. So when I, I'm right handed, so when I shake hands, you people see it, and it. ask about it. It's yeah. like my business card. Yeah. Cause I'm like I'm 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 live with this for the rest of my life. Yes. So what ends up happening, I started making merch because somebody set me down like on a podcast and said, "Man, you ever heard of Lecrae in a 316 symbol?" He said, I, I can see your logo being on clothes, like tattoos on people. Okay. Like you're not even gonna know. Okay. So then I came up talking to a lady about my um, hair. Right. So this whole time people thinking it was just merch because I had a couple t-shirts printed. And it's yeah. funny, every time people see a t-shirt company, I see a t-shirt with a logo, they think you're going to be a clothing line. Yep. And I'm like, I was just building awareness because people would be like, I was in Nashville, I seen your sticker. I seen your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So I was engineering the brand in reverse. So he was like, when you saw the brand, you would go to my Instagram and see the image of fatherhood and you'll be like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I wasn't selling you anything. 
I was just I just wanted using, your attention. I wanted to, I, you you basically wanted to get people to your Instagram to your social media so they could check out what you got going on, follow you. And, yeah. and I, I was just like I was really embracing fatherhood. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. It was proud to me. I just felt good. It was good energy. Okay. So, uh, I talked to a lady. I was in I was in the store one night at Walgreens on the daddy you know a daddy to do list type deal. And okay. I see all these other dads and they looking for stuff and we all FaceTiming moms and wives like what to get mm-hmm. and we all got our male products you know a couple just for men old spice you know our, our dove men care and mm-hmm. i'm like what if we had a product that we could just get for ourselves and if, at the time i had lost my job so i'm doing my quarter sale i'm at home with my daughter so yeah. i'm like if i could just use what i'm using it'd be easy true so that's how i became a two for one and um so you so you basically seen the opportunity with the oil or what, excuse me, with male products and you were available to do it because you didn't have. Because everybody in the store looking for it. I'm like, babies and beers. What was that? What, what was that one thing they were looking for? It could be, it could be in the baby aisle, really looking for whatever the baby use. We got, we, we get the oh, huggies. Boy. We ain't know what I to see, use. I see, I see, I see. So we looking like. We got our stuff. Yeah, now no, no, what's up with a baby, right? So <laughs> once again, using social media, man, I put my thumb on the back of my phone, took okay. a picture, and then typed in the little black on the box on my story and said, I'm looking for a chemist or somebody in natural health business. They referred me to a lady named Aisha Crump that had a honey baby naturals, and she from Gary. Her, her product was in the stores already. Okay. So I was like, word, for real? So I talked to her and she was giving me the ticket on it. I was like, oh, all right, you got that. I could figure it out. So that's when I started making shirts, but I used Primful because I didn't yeah. want to have a whole bunch of inventory. Because I did that as an AD with, with like selling shirts. I have all these shirts stuff over from this game. So I was like, I don't want to have that again. Real so quick, this- real quick, for those who don't know what Primful is, Primful is a company that you're able to make products. Um, and you basically don't have to have a, a, a warehouse of clothes. Basically, a person basically is able to shop with through your products, um, buy it from your website, excuse me, and Prif will just make them. So, just just so you know, like that's, and, that's what and you for meant. tax purposes, they keep they record every transaction, everything, everything. So literally, at the end, at the end of the year, whatever, quarter or whatever, bingo, bingo, bingo. bingo. Go ahead, like, continue, please, continue. It's in house, <laughs> definitely. But once you get to the point where you're killing it, then you leave Primple alone. You're selling just merch because you can yeah. do that yourself. Because yeah, they, they, you. they eat. They eat off you. They eat but off it gets you started because most people be like, what are you doing? You're trying to have me. You want you to, I want you to invest in my company. What are you doing? So you might have 3,000, 5,000 followers, but you're using Primple. At least you're moving. First, it being an idea in your head. Because they can see yep. if you can get momentum. They can see where, where you're going. They know they can scale it. People can, yep. they can end up scaling it. So That's true. I started putting out the shirts, man. I just saw a wave. Like it was just like, okay, okay. Uh-huh. So I started talk, getting in talks about like doing a two-on-one product. I wanted to be, once again, my thing is hashtag grow together. So I wanted to be strong for beards, yet safe for babies. Okay. Hashtag grow together. So I started talking to people about stuff and like how it can smell. And man, I'm a real nostalgia person. So if you ever saw the cans. Um, it's the, it looked like the old Murray can because nobody has redid that. So you're talking about the orange can with the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay so yeah. I wanted to be, you know, right now it's a sticker, but I'm working on getting it on the tin. 
And then I wanted to look like Indian hemp, the old softy on the inside, ah. but not as yellow and not as real like shiny as that. Yeah. So I wanted something when I put it in my beard because I had curls back up, you know, it would shrink it and I get all tight. Yeah. I wanted something not to got the shower when you picked it out, it kept its girth, but it okay. didn't stain like the dress shirt. But I also wanted to be able to just put on my skin, like dark spots. Like this spot was huge last week. And it just, after a week went down. Really? Like my daughter, yeah, it, it, man, it patches. If you got like patches in your beard, it'll start filling them in. Bro, I'm about to purchase that now. Cause I was going to ask you, man, what do I need to do to get the beard right, man? Man, holla at Bill Co in Houston, man, from Gary. Shout out to Bill Co. He started using all his clients in Houston and they be eating it up. Really? Yeah. And We're everybody- going crazy did, right now. Man, eat Nashville, Philly. Like I really like target these barbers, man. It's been a blessing. Yeah. And like it's good conversation. So um, my daughter got sick. This is before we knew what COVID was. It was like November mm-hmm. um, last year. So she gets sick in the hospital. It, it was it was man. It was the scariest thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And she was scratching at night, and we would try like products from the hospital wasn't working. We put this on it, and she has like a little light case of eczema under her, like, you know, the crevices of armpits and under these. Man, no more outbreaks, no scratching, no mm. no bleeding till you could, no, no scratching till you could see the lines of blood. Like it all, it started to improve just using the babies and beers butter. So I was like, man, I got me one here. And the rest is history, man. So what is your product like? What is your products made out of? So it's, it's a it's a butter mix, so it's different butters that come direct from Ghana. I got a lot of I got a couple herbs like rosemary. Um, way to butter is a little bit definitely that helps the process, but it's also you know I believe in like a lot. Of, I grew up Kojic. I believe in the spirituality, like it's a lot of energy. So when it's prepared, it's prepared with good energy, like there's mm-hmm. no negativity in the room or in the space where it's prepared in. Mm-hmm. So that plays a huge part. And to like the healing component, I believe, but also black chamomile you get is a good fragrance. I always say it smells like walking down 50, it smells like if you walk down 53rd and Hyde Park, like that, like that Afrocentric okay. smell you get okay. over there. Yeah, that, that natural, yes, okay. That's the smell, yeah. Man. Yeah. So, and the smell, you know, anytime you're messing around with products like this, you can change fragrances. Like we got a gingerbread one that we do around Christmas. But um, it's pretty much it's a it's a butter, but it's man can't get away all the goods. But you know, for the most part, I feel it's you. that one. It's that I one. Feel you. So you start. So you basically you're just to kind of recap. You're you get fired or you know you lose your job. You just had your daughter and you have this idea. You started. Uh, based off of something that someone said, based off and also your 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 love for just manscaping in general, it then turns into a business. What keeps you driving? What keeps it going? What keeps you motivated? Well, when I hear a man say this, I ain't got no baby. I like it, but I ain't got no kids. I'm like, well, you a father, you a coach, you a uncle. Like, there's no way you can avoid a kid if you're on planet Earth. That's true. So I love when they say that because I just talk about the accountability of man being in proper space. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of the you know evolution of the world. Okay. As it changes. And then I like when I hear, you know, I offer the product and they say, 
Now I don't have a beard. And like the beard just symbolizes man growing. So it's just a call of order, you know? Yeah. It's, a, um, it's an unavoidable thing, plus it's good for your skin. So what keeps me going is just, first off, I like getting my hair cut. Been getting my hair cut in barbershops. My grandmother, one thing she made sure, even though it's from the you know, Marshalltown, she made sure we went to see Bill, go to the barbershop, mm-hmm. go to Mousy when Mousy was cutting in his mom's kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's how long mm-hmm. he was going. So she just made sure them things were right. So I like that. I like to travel. Okay. You know, I like sports. So it's like I get to be around sports. I don't have to necessarily come in. Like, oh, I used to hoop, be that old guy in the room, yeah. all that chitter chat, but be a owner <laughs> and just show growth. And like, I look at showing my, you know, I can't work at nine to five. That's not my thing. I'll do it to survive, but I'm in driving mode. You know, okay. I'm in that, that space. I, I enjoy it, man. It's fun. It holds me accountable. Like I said, I'm not perfect every day. I can make mistakes, but it at least give me something that, like, it's like, it reminds me like the church people looking at me at the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. How, how important is entrepreneurship to you, man? I mean, it's financial. It's the freedom. It's the shackles yeah. off of you, man. Like, we not, the world was set up for you to be an employee, mm-hmm. not to be a, I mean, an employer, not to be an employee. I mean, the taxes, mm-hmm. everything structured for you to be an owner. Yeah. So I don't really see, like how you can put the same also cable. I've done a lot of sales jobs. I don't see how I could I can use the same skill set for myself. Now some people might say, well, you got a product, so yeah, that's easy to say. Everybody got a product. It's only like finding your work as a man, yeah. finding your purpose. So I, I'm like, as far as me, I just I mean I just enjoy entrepreneurship. I don't like don't get me wrong. I still work, I work at a school full time, you know what I yeah. mean? talk with my brothers about things and sports um look at i play with real estate but i just look at it like if i knew what i knew a little earlier like and i'm only 36 so i feel like i'm still in a good spot but like think about if you could have took some of that student money that student loans money you got refund check you and your guys put it on the house yep i used to think about that all the time man. you don't need to have to work for nobody so yep. i mean it's it's like going to be a code of conduct if you date my daughter. Like, what you got going on? <laughs> a job can fire you. It has to be. Yeah, a job yeah. can fire you. Yeah. They'll be living with me. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to do go down roads that I've been down. So. Right. Just have, I'll help you structure it. Like, I'll help you participate in it and be active. But you got to have something going on outside your job. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate advocate for entrepreneurship. I think it's actually our only way out. I think that a lot of issues that we have is based off we have the employee mindset and we are employees. And I I, I really believe, I mean, that um, the best solution is creating something based off our passion, Um, finding that avenue um, and creating that. And um, I, I stress this too, man. Work your nine to five and let that be your investor to your business, to your, to your, whatever you want to do. Allow that to be the thing that funds it until it's ready to, you know, soar and is able to be on its own. But I think that is so important these days in order to be an entrepreneur. Um, Cause I, I looked at it like this, my, uh, I, I, my, I remember my mom telling me about a situation and I won't put all the business out there, but just it just led to her being disappointed 
about a promotion that she was expected. And at that moment, I realized, I said, see, and I, this was a more of a conversation I had internally. I realized that, you know, after all that hard work she did put in, she put in years and things of that sort, this company could tell you, no, you don't deserve, we don't actually, it's not that you don't deserve it. We don't want you to have it. And see, as an entrepreneur, nobody can tell you no. You, ha- you can go after the things you want. You, could, you, can, you can build that, br- that business, that brand, whatever that is. And once it's, once it's there, once it's established, once you have employees or people working for you or, you're bi- or it's benefiting others, you don't have to listen to a no. You know what I'm saying? Nobody could tell you that. And I thought that, you know, I said, you know, my, my biggest goal is to create that financial freedom for my family. And I, and I, I can hear that in you, man. I can hear that. that, yeah. that you, you, I, you said it best. I, it's I it's funny because I would watch my, and it's kind of keep them, like I keep my grandfather, like on me, my grandma and grandfather. Respect. And Respect. I would um, watch him come home with his hands dirty because he worked in those. You know, you ever saw on the train those black tankers? Yeah. He used to work inside cleaning them, smoking a Winston cigarette in his wild Irish rolls. Man. So that was bad on his lungs. So I was about great, to say that was very toxic, man. Very toxic. He passed away. And them cowboy killers, Winston cigarettes. Like, <laughs> oh, the Winston boys, yeah. yeah. That's why I don't, that's why I like I always look at rude clothing line and be like, I can't stand it because it reminds me of that box. Yeah, yep. at that time you could buy the cigarettes for your grandfather, you know, you could buy him a pint from the store. That's true. But I watched him work with his hands and I was just like, I'm not working that hard. So I worked jobs with my hands, don't get me wrong, but I tried to make sure I didn't go down that lane for like for the rest of my life. Yeah, but then I looked at uh. When you talk about like you work jobs, right? And you sit back and you like that your nine to five being your investor, like that's man, that's pretty much you could turn it and then you, you could turn anything into like entrepreneurship at this point. You really can. Any, it could be like I always knew I love talking to people, like because I knew it wasn't me talking. I knew it was God moving. So I used to love just talking to people and trying to put them, give them my, you know, like what I my thoughts or whatever because. Thing about experience is is, is yours. Yeah. You can share, it, but it's gonna be different for you. Yeah. I just felt like it would be like God using me to talk at certain times. I would get energy from that. So like babies and beers allowed me to talk to different people, man. Like it's one of the best things I ever did, man. It's I just I can see I can see the money like before it's even here. But you know, I don't even get too caught up in it because I, I am I'm enjoying every little moment of the ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, I mean, that's the that's the beautiful part about this grind, uh, and this is why I love it so much. Is because, like, the, like there are certain moments that happen, and like like the ups and downs, and you go, man, I'm appreciative, man. Like this, like, I, I like I like figuring out stuff. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I don't. Yeah, it be dilemmas. It's dilemmas all the time. All the time. But all I, the time. I, like I'm I'm cool with figuring out stuff. Like I would be bored without without that stuff to figure out. Right. Right, yeah, it, I feel myself growing, and not even just bored, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have that drive to continue. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you didn't like it, like for example, if something was just given to you, like what would make you work hard for it every single day? It was just given to you, but when you worked for something, can nothing can nothing to to you know distract you or make you stop? No, you're in it. You're <laughs> you're you're ten toes down, and that's why I love entrepreneurship. I mean, it, it's it's nothing better. And working for yourself and building yourself up. I 
There's no other way to do it. In my and, and you got you got to like you know the sense because you got to get off the boat. You can walk on water. Are you gonna are you gonna have I had a bad month? You got to bet on yourself. I looked at this sheet of paper today, right? Mm-hmm. What I could potentially write off. I don't even know how I spent like thirty nine thousand on stuff that could be written off. But it was when I looked at my state it was thirty nine grand. I was like, wow. where, where, wow, where? So I think. Obviously, you try to write off everything. But when I think about what portion of that, everything, you know, you try to write off everything, right? But I was just everything. like, I was like, this is crazy to me, right? And I'm like, this is all. Once you get the ball rolling, you're gonna keep up with it. Once you start yeah. your social media media presence, you're gonna fulfill that that need because it's gonna start growing. You just gotta keep chopping the wind. Eventually, people gonna pay attention. Like flood the page, they'll pay attention. So, so I know you're continuing to grow your social media. You're still uh, going after it. But what would you? How would you tell young guys or girls or anyone who wants to start a social media, build a brand? Um, what would you tell them in those initial stages in order to do that? Well, we'll figure out what you're trying to sell, like what you want to portray, or whatever the right. case may be, and remember that as the end game, no matter which route you take, because. You don't want to have stuff in front of you that can prevent you from succeeding later or yeah. in the moment. You just make a bad decision. So I'll say definitely that. Uh, my biggest thing would be on um, far as social media, far as like the growing part is like leveraging relationships. Like every opportunity is a sale. Like every day, I don't care. You're going to catch me in my, in my merchant. You're going to catch me in it. I don't care if it's a lapel pin. Obviously, it's tatted on me. Yeah. But if you're not believing in it and using it, why would I use it? True. Right. True. And what 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 does your brand or whatever you're promoting, how does it affect the world? How, how is it for the greater good of mankind? Like mm-hmm. if it's for you to make a couple of dollars and don't don't try to perk like, oh yeah, I'm gonna call this get money because you know everybody needs money in the world. Yeah, yeah. Some like, corny on, some man. corny reason why you wanna, yeah. Yeah, bro. Let's yeah. like give me like make it make sense. Yeah. How do you know like them companies do well? Everybody like a story and they buy from people that they like. Sure. So I try to do like like share my whole like and you gotta figure out how much you're gonna show. So Okay. Okay. You know you gotta be on you gotta be aware, man, of your surroundings, what you're involved with, what you catch what people you let people put on camera. True. True. So that's a good advice. That's good advice. Man, this is this has been a man great, great conversation. Um, I do want to know though, um, like if you had to give, uh, or if you had to give you at at the age of twenty five, right? And I and I'm referencing as a man, right? As a man, you had to give yourself at the age of twenty five advice. Um, or what would what would you say to a twenty five year old you? I would say to my twenty five year old self these exact words: Don't be afraid to stand on your own too. Like I already gave you favor, I already placed a tremendous amount of faith in your life. Like you don't need to engineer or try to uh, manufacture your life. Like it's already written. Like trust in this will. You know, I would have probably been more closer in the Bible. I think at that 25 year mark, I think that's a crucial, but it takes 25 years for the brain to fully develop. Yeah. So 
first are like functionals. Next is emotional. That's that high school. If I you just flip off the handle and it yep. can mess you up for the rest of your life. And 25 yep. is critical thinking. So I think I was processing things critical, but I think I was processing it from a lot of different places that I probably shouldn't even been in. Respect, respect. But that, that's, that says a lot. Cause at 25, as men, we're transitioning, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, like it, it, we do it unconsciously, but we are transitioning to that next phase. And so I think that it's just, and I, I don't think I'm even like, yeah, I'm 28 and I can look back at 25, but I think once I hit 30, I'll have the ultimate advice for my 25 year old self, but definitely standing on your two feet as a man and just doing it. Like just knowing that you have the ability, like knowing that God gave you two hands, you got two legs, two arms, you got a mind, you know what I'm saying? I don't think a man knows himself till he's 35. That's a good point. And I'm talking about know what he do. Well, why is that though? I don't because it, cause it takes a man to know what he do, like what say know who he is, what he do, and how much he make. Who he is, who is he, who are you? Like who are you? Not who you want, what girl is this, who are you? Yeah. What do you do? What do you define as your purpose? When a man finds his work on this earth, what do you do? Not your job. Not your, because see, I lost that job. I thought I was, I was all about sports. But no, what do you do? Mm. You could be sports, but how are you going to use sports? What do you do? Yeah. And how much you make? Because unfortunately, you need money. You got sure. to make some smart financial decisions, not only for yourself, for others. Yeah. They can have a, a, a stress-free life. So think that's that's key so 25 man you're right you think about it seven seven 14 21 28 right before some conscious decision moments right and yeah 11 22 intelligence level so you yeah. whatever you're doing now you're preparing for 32. interesting interesting you know you said something that i want to go back to though um it, you know, as men, it's interesting how we are formed to get wiser with time, right? So, like, 35, you're probably, at, like like you said, you, sh- you should know who you are. You should know your purpose. You should know how much bread you're bringing in. And, uh, like, if, like if this is just a, a, a off-the-wall question, but should that be a character on our pursuit of women? Right, like, what's that, like what's that, that? should that be a character, or should that be a? Should we be? How should we be thinking about that, um, in the pursuit of women? Right, like, you know, in the pursuit of woman, woman, a woman or women in general. You know, say because like to to kind of make this make sense because I I was it was kind of choppy question, but you know, you know, you don't really know yourself until you're 35, right? So are you saying like picking a mate? Ba- basically, beforehand. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. look. I say I mean, this is your advice, yeah. I'm not perfect at that. You know what I mean? I got married, but I still make mistakes. Let's be, I'm gonna be transparent. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you can you can grow with somebody. I think when I picked my wife, I was looking at the fact that I was I was I wasn't looking at just in the moment. I had been through some things. I was thinking about who she was as a mom, who she would be as something. If I was if my mother died when I was young, if I was to die today, I met her at 26. If I was to die today and we had a kid, would my kid be straight? And I felt I felt that safety and security from, from her and her family. But I always say, man, no matter what, and every king, 
there's a boy. I got this from T.D. Jakes. Every king there's a boy, and for every boy, he wants to be a king, right? Mm-hmm. Every king has boy moments. Mm-hmm. So it's all about boundaries. Like, yeah. Don't get too high, don't get too low. So when it comes down to finding a mate, you want to find that it's all about boundaries, right? Yeah. It could be, you know, I, I chose somebody that was totally opposite from me. But even in that, it was, like I say, a gift and a curse because I was in survival mode. Yeah. So even though you ask for them differences, do you really know how to like nurture them differences? Do you really True. understand when it, when when some shit hit the fan? Like, can y'all figure it out from two different ends of the rope? Right, right. Because you're gonna re- I don't care how close you are, when it go crazy, you're gonna revert to that <laughs> instinct. That, that that natural instinct. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going right back to Gary. Yeah, you're going she go right to the birds, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> Because it's home, it's comfortable, it's what you both know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still a little leery on it, just because, just to be candid with you, I, I've, I'm, I'm looking at so much as far as when it comes down to relationships, as far as like marriage go. And as a man, I'm like, you know, is this something I want to enter in the long run? And there's not like a either a like like the 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 because like for me i feel like the dating stage in this like in our age it's kind of rough you know what i'm saying like we like we are in a hookup market we're in a hookup culture uh and and the qualities that we need i i know for me as as a man especially as a high value man i don't know if that is out there that potential is out there so i'm always like guys that have that, that i've done it or are doing it i'm always wanting to know like those secrets, you know, if hey, they're, I, if they're I heard any. something. So, Pete, I heard something recently that got me, like, really got me. Yeah, so talk about it. I'm about to probably hopefully dumb this down for a lot of men, right? Mm-hmm. I want to start, I recently heard, like, you know, you hear, like, the woman should, like, God wants the union and the marriage to so like the church, him and his relationship with the church. So, a woman's yeah. heart should be, oh, you heard this growing up all the time. Man. Heart Absolutely. Should be so deep in the church that um a man got to go to the church to find her. Well, I never made it never made sense until now. So do you know what that really what that really means and why you know it's powerful, you, especially if you're in a dang scene, is that in marriage you can go to that woman and say, Hey, I'm praying about this. I need you to pray for me about this. And mm-hmm. and it's gonna happen because her, her relationship, that union through the church, it's gonna get through. Yeah. You get where I'm going? Okay. So if you're looking for somebody who can, you know, you're going to go through some stuff. And it's kind of always the ones that don't leave. And there's some people who don't go through nothing. Because yeah. at the time, you just look at the value of staying and not just like just dying in a relationship. I'm saying like it's it's worth more for me to figure this out than to just bounce. Like yeah. bouncing people, I'm out. I'm out. But then you start looking at the fact like, if they could see the, the greater good, even in the, in the darkest hours, right? Then you sit in a situation where you start looking at, oh, this might be a little different. That should be that first kind of alert. Because okay. it's going to be sweet in a good time. I'm talking about when they get ugly, what do they do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but, but how can you test that? Like, for example, like, if people are dating, like, for example, if a man is dating a woman and he's dating her for, like, six months or a year, and after the six months or after a year, he says, okay, this is the one. You haven't went through anything. Like, well, you don't know. <laughs> well, have you been you in that six months? Like, fully you. Think about that. Have you been fully you in that six months? Or how you been? What's up, man? Good? 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 Good
course. You've been you've been that guy. You've been the uh, you've been Teddy you've been P. the suave guy, and she's been you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, like you know. So, so that's you got. That's why you got to know you. Remember, I get back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna yeah, hit yeah. you. We go out to dinner. I'm mean, knowing me now at 36. I might go out to dinner and hit you with this. Maybe rock scissors. <laughs> right, right. Even though I could pay for it, but hopefully I show I chose somebody who could pay for it too. That's true. So That's we true. doing paper, rock, scissors, just just, just, just what I want. Just to see what see what's going on. And I ain't even playing on. games with you. I'm just I'm I'm playing games, but I ain't playing games like to see if you got it or not. I'm just being me. Yeah. I'm keeping yeah. you I'm not being predictable. Like I'm just having like I wanna be me. I wanna have fun. I wanna laugh and stuff. Absolutely. This is who I am. Absolutely. So, if I can't do that and you get offended because you're thinking I'm trying to play, there you go. This is it. <laughs> What's the key, though? The key is I didn't be like, I didn't do anything different that I would do with my brothers. Right. Like, yeah, right. I, I'm, I know you're a, a lady of I'm interested in. Obviously, that's different, but I'm I'm bringing myself. Yeah. The whole me. Yeah. Like that's the problem, yeah. you know. Dudes, dudes smoke, and then they get around a girl and be like, "No, nah." I don't she, smoke. I don't smoke. I can't yeah. get out there, league, man. Be you. Yeah, 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 what you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Be you. Be you. Be you. That hey, that's good advice, brother. Be you and that. Because if somebody don't like that, somebody's gonna say you a hustling one anyway. Somebody gonna like you. True, and that, and that's I think that's the most important thing too. Because like, I think that you know we get into this where like. We got to understand our motive because like when we like get with a shorty, we got to understand what we want. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're doing all that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we're doing all that, it's a reason why we're doing that. We're trying to get something versus, you know what I'm saying, actually just enjoying the situation, enjoying the environment, enjoying the shorty. And then, you know what I'm saying, it, it, that, that vibe, it just, you know what I'm saying, either she going to rock with it or you cut ties, you feel me? But it's a, I, I feel like it's the most, it'll be most, most chances that she's gonna rock with just because you're you're being candid, and a lot of times people don't rock with people that are like that. Most people meet we people in their relationship and they meet the ones that last be the most weirdest times they met randomly because they weren't on nothing. They was being them. True, that's, that's right. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, they weren't on nothing, man. They ain't coming with no attentions. They probably ain't have no clothes on. They just running to the to the store real quick. They ain't come True. out with that. They weren't on that. You True, go to y'all the just club, start you, laughing. How many times you? How many times you didn't got dressed, spent some money, got a haircut, got fresh, went to the club, and came home empty handed? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> and you prep for that though. You prep for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. You, I, I met my old lady at a church, man. I wasn't. You know, I was crashing. I ain't gonna lie. Fifty percent of me was on that. Yeah. And the other, but I ain't know how it was gonna hit me. You know what I mean, it's just man, you know, man. And next thing you know. Like shorty, she different. She ain't from around here. She got red levels. It was stuff girls and Gary weren't doing at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get it twisted. Like we, our girls be on point two in the G. But what ended up happening? I'm like, she ain't from here. I crashed the, I crashed the, my a wedding reception. Bro, I ain't got a plate. I don't know how much weddings cost now. I was like, man, I said I gotta send them some bread. Oh. Hey, shout, shout out to Kiana and JJ. <laughs> but man, she dipped out. I happened to go outside and call it on the way back to Chicago. That's where they mm-hmm. was from. And I ain't even had no lines, but like, yo, uh, what's your name? You <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. My man's was out there with me, man. My guy was. He, I'm talking to a homegirl. 
And long story short, man, my man's you know, getting you know locked up, did a little time. When he get out, though, I was telling him one day when he got out, I was like, hey, man, that girl from the parking lot, dog? He like, yeah, he sat down for a little bit, too. He was like, I was like, I'm married to her. Dog. I got a daughter with her. He was like, it's my main man. He like, what? Right. That's like, crazy. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Are, you, are you one of those guys that people were shocked that you got married? No, I think they probably like knew. But they, my friends think I'm kind of like I'm a wild card. You know what I mean? Okay. Because I'm like, I just I'm so unorthodox. I'm out the box. Like nobody never know what I'm gonna say next. Because uh, I I mean I'm, I'm respectful. I ain't crazy with it, but my filter I, I don't hold back. I say what I'm how I feel about any yeah. situation. I got an opinion. I'm very opinionated. I just always by strong-minded, strong-willed people. So just, yeah. um, I ain't timid, I ain't passive-aggressive, none of that. Yeah, yeah. Like I peep the scene for a minute, but trust me, I ain't. That ain't a sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's part of our environment. Like it's part of what we, what we. Because I, yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, I trying to be trying to read the environment, right? I feel so much comfortable when I read the environment versus just like just off the rip. Just nah, man. I gotta, I gotta be in the cut. Like hey, what's crazy though? Once you once you read it and you and you do say something, you end up running the whole room, the whole event. Everybody know you. Everybody listening. Everybody tuning. Like oh, this this dude knows something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, oh man, this has been great. That means you walking in your purpose too, by the way. That's true. That's true. If you if you can, it is it, also another topic for another day of supreme mathematics. You're the original man, so when you walk in the room, you command that because it's all our arm, leg, leg, arm, head. Your yeah. wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Like you, you the original Asiatic man. So when you walk in the room, it's either fear or respect. It's either build or destroy. And if you know knowledge yourself, you know that. So if yep. you embrace that. That's the manifest. That's the magic in the world. But when you when you and Tony walking in your purpose, and you and you're right about that. That like like I I you know I used to wonder why I would get either the fear of respecting, and I used to think like oh it's because I was black I, you know saying my stature you know I'm saying oh like you know this is how people view me. But after I educated, I walked into I walked into a my purpose. I walked into awareness. Uh, a level of consciousness started to begin to grow. I started realizing, and like you said, like people either respect you or fear you because of your presence, because you are a God. Like that energy, that 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 force field is just here, and you're like, hey, that that's somebody. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, yeah, either yeah, we get out of know. their way, either get out of their way, or we say something. You know what I'm saying? And we, that's what we, I want Gary children to know. That's what I want Gary children to understand. Yes, talk about it. Talk about it. That's that's the power. That's why I came back to Gary. That's why I took the job. Is that they needed to know that because I knew that when I was thirteen. I knew that in Gary, but I had nobody around me to nurture that. So if somebody was around me to nurture that, I knew just how much more powerful I could be. One of my best arguments was with a kid that had two parent household. He went to college, was a lawyer. We downtown Chicago in my place in Hyde Park, yeah. and he millionaire doing well, my same age. Mm-hmm. And I had one question for him. We was arguing about Jay-Z. And I'm like... You was arguing about what? Again. About Jay-Z tracks. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, bro, you listen to the A-side. I'm a feed. Like, he raised me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I removed your roof. Let the sun shine in. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, quit playing with me when it comes to hold. Right, right. <laughs> so I asked my man, I was like, I got a question. With that jump start you had with your family, were you walking slow or was I running fast? Because you arguing with me in my kitchen right now. Hmm. So were you walking slow with that head start or was I running fast from my disc, my shortcomings? Because you in my living room arguing with me when I shouldn't even... Based on statistics, based on Gary, based on whatever you say about it, if you let people tell you and tell you who you are, I don't know who you are. Like they call kids Chicago savages, not knowing about John Batista Sabu, third largest city discovered by a black man, not New York or LA. But when they let you let the media do that to you, you don't have knowledge yourself, then you'd be, you, you be intimidated, even by our own people. So when I asked that question, that's when I knew then I was like, I'm stepping into my my, my call and my, like, it ain't it just me. I always felt like that, man. And like, nobody was around to, you saw respectable black men, but a lot of them guys that put up 30 years in the school community, school districts at that time, they was out of touch. True. Completely. But you're right, man. You're right. Kids are missing that. Kids are missing that, that they, that they have, they should have that confidence. It's, they don't know that they can hold that confidence. Uh, they don't know that they and, can walk around with their head held high. And black men need to go into education. I'm an advocate for black man. You ain't looking for a job. You need to go to school for being a teacher, going to education. They become millionaires first. You get summers off, weekends off. You ain't doing that hard labor. Tell me what teacher you know who died early in their 60s. Most of them live until their 80s because they're around the youth. They always learn it. Keep I keeping them black- young. Yeah, I urge yeah, black yeah. men to go into education. Trust me, if you look at the Forbes list and look at these new demographics, it's telling you the quickest way to be a millionaire is financial and education. education. Because it's yeah. a, you can be an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm in, I'm a, I'm Magic. a department lead at a school. I'm in, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I got a lot of stuff to do, but you can do it when you're in education. Don't let mm-hmm. that old oh, it's low pay, ain't a lot of hours, man. Stop. That's what? a myth. How do they become a millionaire? Are you saying like because they have those opportunities there? Because they to... got the freedom and luxury of a set schedule with okay. summers off. Wealth is in the mind. If I travel every summer and I connect and the world is all about being able to get connections across the world and you travel a lot, you you well versed. You value so basically so you're basically leveraging your school semester or season for that summer. So basically, you're educating and you're, you know, saying enlightening you. You can run a you can you can run a business on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see. It's a new. Don't see. You'll fall by the wayside thinking if you still think education ain't the way to go. Right. I know guys who lawyers right now who make two hundred and fifty thousand plus, and they want to go into teaching. Mm. Now I ain't saying just high school. Think about professors too. Just understand that the, the education system schedule is golden. And yeah. with them going online, come on, fellas, like you gotta quit. And we in demand as African American men in education. I believe that. And you're about to be labeled as an essential worker. Like, like, like we we tripping. They about to pay Chicago teachers, second year teachers, seventy-five thousand a year. Really? Yeah, so we keep thinking they only getting forty, fifty thousand. Yeah, People yeah. still think houses in Gary worth forty and fifty thousand, and you buying houses in Gary for seventy and eighty now. Like, you gotta quit thinking like 
stone age. The world, it's, it, COVID just hit, the world has changed. It's changed. Yep. Yep. Think about, like, even think about how we were able to communicate, have this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Before, we would have to try to meet up, be in the same location, and, well, and well, now we're able to do it across the well, world. Well, my generation don't know your generation because you're from a different area in here. Bingo. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. Because a lot of times the, 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 the different generations don't cross like that. Or if you didn't play sports, I don't know you. That's true. It's, true. it's crazy, right? That's true. Or if you went to school, like if you went to college, you know what I'm saying, you left. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's no way to like look at your lifestyle or and look I meet at what you, you're doing. I meet you in a Whole Foods in Dallas. And you, I happen to say I'm from Gary. I'm from Gary. You know what yep, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing, same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Man, this has been phenomenal, brother. Do you have any last words, man, before we get out of here? I know man, it's been a long conversation, but you got anything to, to wrap I'm it up? Just, I, think, I think we said a lot, man. It's probably definitely just outside of like getting, not just talking about the brand, but understanding who I am. But I appreciate the time and the space, man, that you yeah, gave man. me the opportunity. I know we played phone tap, but I knew it was definitely have to get done. Yeah, I know there's value in this, man. And hopefully just, you know, people saw a different side of me. Know, like I ain't perfect, but you get to see my growth and my development. Yeah. And also like what holds me accountable every day. So yeah. Like I say it's blessings, man. Anytime I get a chance to do this, um, I know I know like I said, help me walk in my purpose. And I and I felt like real quick, man, to piggyback off that, I felt like this was just a great conversation, but also a great person to talk to, somebody from Gary, somebody that is seasoned and is is doing something to change their narrative um and somebody that you know you can look back in the archives and go that brother was doing it let's see where he's at now and see this mega brand and where it started um and i think that that's that's all about t- telling our narrative it's no we can no longer allow them to do it for us when we have so many instruments and so many opportunities to do it and me being on that 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 app that night you know and just listen to everybody. I was like, oh, yeah. The city is being shooken, man. It's been like, it's yeah, shaking yeah, right yeah. now. And things are changing. Because when, when conversation is ha- has been had, that's how you know something has changed. Because as long as people are not talking about it, nothing's being changed. Yeah, it's when you, you start talking about it, that's when things start changing. All thoughts start as a, as a conversation or a thought. You got to manifest, manifest to bring it to the reality, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, man, it's been a great conversation, man. You guys for tuning in to the podcast. Just to give Gary, I'm here with my boy, Miguel. Real quick, where can they find you? Where can they tap in if they want to know anything about you, if they want to buy your product? I'm definitely going to support. Where can they go and get uh, get man, The simplest thing to say is Babies In. So my last name, none of them. So Babies In Beers. So you can Google that just like that. It's going to pop up on the first thing. But just always remember, babies and none of beers. Baby and beers. Yeah, okay. I'm on IG. I'm on Facebook. Um, got my website, so you can find me in those places, man. Definitely. Well, let's say tap in, brother. You know what I'm saying? I love to see the grind. When I'm back in the city, I'm definitely gonna hit you up. And yeah, uh, man, we're gonna have I got to, some big you know, things coming too, man. So just be checking out them, them tunnels and them NBA tunnels, man. Like, yes, sir. It's oh, game the NBA time. tunnels. Oh yeah, yeah. Start keeping them tunnels. They some coming down the pipeline. 
right, all right, bet, bet. All right, cool, cool. Well, y'all heard it here first, man. This has been another episode, and I'm out.